This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. (laughs) The Reading Aloud Podcast is, in fact, the saddest podcast that ever was. Listen, it's a sad time in our lives. It's a really hard time in our lives right now. Yeah. In multiple ways. I want to say trigger warning around loss here. Should have given that trigger warning last time. But even in what I'm about to say, just trigger warning. So be prepared or skip through. I feel like we talked about dead babies in a way that was lighthearted and funny. (laughs) I mean, I love like... This is so classic, my soul. Like, you're like, trigger warning, and then literally the next... Like, you don't give people time to even process that there was just a trigger warning. I said trigger it's warning like four an, times. I said like trigger warning N- four times. It's like an NPR. It's like a This American Life where it's like, we have to let you know that in this episode, there is cuss words that are unbleep. Fuck, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I mean, what I, I said trigger. I mean, I don't know what else to do. Like, if you, people can't follow instructions, that's on them. <laughs> no, I'm just saying the speed at which it came in. I mean, you know, like if, dead if, baby jokes. I mean, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. We talked you know? about dead babies, and it was funny. I think we did laugh a little bit. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's becoming the saddest podcast ever, <laughs> but. We're slow in getting there. There's still remnants of when we were happy. Oh, I will say I'm excited for this podcast because it is, I think it's going to be illuminating. We've talked, we've, we've basically talked ourselves into the ground with processing over the past few weeks. You know, nobody's drowning here, but it has been a lot of processing. And I think that the one thing we haven't talked about is grief as the actual driver for some of the things that have come up. We continuously talk about the grief, but we've been talking about it as like, in addition to all of the grief of the loss of the baby, we are also experiencing XYZ. But I want to talk about it from the perspective of XYZ might be happening because of the grief. And we we have had a lot happening in our lives, and it has layered or been influenced 100% by this grief that we are still experiencing because of the loss of the baby. And so I like the fact that you're kind of flipping that around. It's not in addition to, it is enhanced by or because pro- of. Yeah, product of, Because of, of yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of putting the punchline at the beginning. I don't know if that's true. I think that this is what we're trying we're gonna, we're we're gonna to talk to. Yeah, we're going to eliminate. It's hard to know really where to begin. One of the things, and then I, I we talked about this last time, was... We could do it like that one couples counselor. He's like, let me tell you a little bit about myself. We had an hour with him, and he was like, I was born to parents, and then he inserts their name, in such and such town. I went, I'm, when I was six, I moved. I'm not kidding. This is not an exaggeration. Oh, oh no, it's not. And well, I think he also went into what his parents' careers were, yeah. where maybe they were born. How close his grandfather lived to him. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was and we were wild. Like, tick, tick, and, tick, tick, and tick, he tick. came. he came so highly recommended. He was sweating profusely. And... But people are like, this guy is... Has done so much for, for not just my marriage, but like for me individually and all of that and my kid. And I'm like... I mean, I have a different relationship to therapists as a therapist. So it's like, that's part of it. 
I had to stop him at 15 minutes in. Of his life story. Yes. Of an hour session. He was starting to talk about his kids. And so I was like, I just like, I was squeezing your legs. We were on Zoom. And then finally I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. Are we going to get started? Because we're 15 minutes in and we're paying for this. I mean, leave it to me to be rude. It's not rude. It was direct. But leave direct, it to me yeah. to be direct. I mean, I'm not paying for this. It was wild. It was winter, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I don't know how we got off on that. but So I'll just share from my perspective. And we talked about it last time. We found out that we lost the baby two days later, three days, two and a half days later, something like that. I left out of the country on a family trip with my father and my sister to Germany. That was hard enough in and of itself of me leaving. I had gone through waves of grief. The night before the day that I left, we went and we held a ceremony by the river. And, you know, I think that that was one layer of closure for us. There was a lot of anxiety building up in me, not only about the baby, but I think additional anxiety about the trip that I was about to take, which was with my dad and my sister. And it was... There was a lot of nervousness around that, and in my own way, I think it shows up differently in people, but in my own way, I can get a very, I can become a very anxious person, and that combined with the grief made for the day that I was leaving an, an incredibly difficult day. I was really kind of freaking out inside, and it was also playing on just a lot of the, the things that I have struggled with in my life, and I've talked openly about on the podcast, the the self-worth things, the the love for myself things, all of that. When that happens, it's it's really hard, you know, and I fell back on some really bad habits. I was supposed to go to therapy that morning. I told you I was going to therapy, and I didn't go to therapy. I just didn't go. I ended up bumming a cigarette off somebody outside of a store and smoked that cigarette. Smoking has been something throughout my life that I have struggled with. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that, but it's it has been a difficulty um, in my life and also just like keeping it from everybody. Can I pause you? Yeah. I just want to say that's big that you just said that on the podcast. Like, I'm really proud of you for, I mean, it's it's not a secret anymore. Yeah. I'm battling right now even a desire to give it all this context, but I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah oh I have the same desire I mean I'll say one thing that's on my mind which is that like you haven't smoked in a really long time and it was very few and far between but I also didn't know like I was not in the know on any of this yeah yeah you weren't and that happened I was really freaking out that morning and it was a combination of a lot of different things you know I think this avoidance behavior of me where I was trying to escape right? Like I was trying to escape the situation. Like I was so anxious about going and leaving you. I was so still in grief more than I think I realized and more than I could, I knew like how to express with the baby that I I had no, I had outlets, but at that time I felt like I didn't know how to reach for them. And I was, I was relying on things that unhealthy behaviors that I'd fallen back on, like smoking. I thought I would find comfort in that, I guess, in that moment. I don't want to take the therapist mentality, but I just, I'm I'm hearing you 
talk about being so overwhelmed that you don't know what to do with yourself. And, you know, what I had said to you that day, once I realized that you had smoked that cigarette, because it was obvious, (laughs) and um, was that I wish I had known you were experiencing so much because I was experiencing so much it would have been really comforting. So instead, what happened was, is not only did I feel like I was having a vastly different experience with my grief, which is fine, I can be in my own experience. But I just think it would have been really lovely to just be with you and comfort each other. Instead, you found your own, you tried to find your own comfort. And then I was sort of left alone to find mine. But then of course, what ended up happening is, I was like so confused and so pissed. And so you had to literally leave like 10 minutes later. Yeah, it, was, it was wild. It was like you had to jump on a call and we were leaving. It was completely insane. Yeah. And so it was also I was just like, seriously, on top of all of this grief, you're going to throw in a fucking fireball Molotov cocktail. That's exactly. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. So, you know, then you leave and I'm in my own process. And fortunately, fortunately, I felt a couple things with Neo, a lot of gratitude for him being here, a lot of awareness of what a miracle he truly was through the IVF process. And then a lot of love, just, you know, cherishing that that may we may not do this again with another baby and being even that much more tuned into those moments that are passing. And I had to show up for him. So I really rallied. I didn't have a lot of time to wallow in self-pity and grief. So I just, I didn't ignore it. I would, I would cry at night before bed and write my poetry to the baby, but I was there for him all the rest of the time. So I really, I really had a sweet time with him, but Mm -hmm. I felt very distant from you. So then we come back, you come back and it's like, we have so much to talk about. It's like everything, how your trip was, the smoking thing, the dishonesty, the bad coping skills, the ba- the grief of the baby, decisions about moving forward. There's like so much to talk about. You know, it was like as we're thinking about what we're going to say today or, or, or as we're thinking about what we're going to talk about today, I'm thinking how interesting that this came up. Because it felt like a Molotov cocktail. Like, I was just like, what are we now dealing with? Like, you can't even believe this. And then I think about how in grief, weird stuff happens. And it's easy for me to think about you having a crappy coping skill. That part doesn't surprise me, you know? It's like, okay. It just exploded things open in a way that I was, I just couldn't handle that and the grief. It just feels like we've made it through so many hard things together better than this. At least I think, you know, you may be having your own experience. No, I agree with that. We have made it through hard things better than this. I mean, I think, I think I always have my own experience. I don't think that I'm showing up with unhealthy behaviors every single time or anything like that, or I know that that's not happening. So this just was very difficult for me in that way. Yeah, and it's hard to talk about. I mean, I'm not proud about that in any way. I'm not, for somebody who has struggled with and has gotten a lot better, I mean, I, I, I say that because it's it's important for me to continually to, like, motivate myself, but, like, has so much struggled with, like, my self-worth and self-confidence and inner speak around that. It's so, it's really difficult for me to talk about 
my struggles and it and it's really difficult for me to think about ways that I have failed in some way or failed your trust or failed the relationship because it brings up that whole other aspect of me around feeling like unless I'm perfect out in the world, then I'm not going to be loved. I appreciate you saying there's a million thoughts running through my head. So thank you for just kind of letting me and thank you listeners for just letting me process this. Appreciate you saying crazy things happen in the middle of grief because it feels like that. And at the same time, or I know that, you know, I have lived with a lot of these burdens and a lot of these things that inhibit me from really being my full self. I have lived with them for a long, long time. Crazy things happen, but it was it was also, of course it happens now. You know, and I, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, of course the grief brought it out. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because this has been so different because when we've had grief in the past, it especially before Neo, when we didn't have neo to bring us together it would be so much easier to just be like i want to go to this side of the house and you go to that side of the house and we're angry with each other and that's how i've experienced grief is through anger like sadness and then anger and anger you know is has been good for me because it keeps me out of a dark deep sadness like i i just think about the infertility stuff you know we haven't had i'll I'll say for me i haven't had a lot of deep grief like this the infertility cancer was a scare which brought up a lot but it was i mean all these things have been miracles the pregnancy was difficult still a miracle and then this this is yet to feel like a miracle but in times when I felt afraid or had like small grief, I just get really angry and anger has motivated me to stay out of like a, a, a darkness or a sadness. And with you, I was going to say you haven't experienced a lot of grief, but that's just not true. I mean, your mom is the biggest thing in the world. And I think that at a young age, you probably, and this is me, you know, this is me therapist speak but like from a young age you there was no way to have a coping mechanism strong enough to deal with that so you just 100 percent. i talk about that's one of the first things that i actually talk about with any therapist that i've met with interesting yeah so then you you know you adopted some negative coping habits or just whatever you could figure out shut it down you know be overly happy all the things you know, then it comes time to like be an adult and cope from the lens of an adult. So it, but I guess I wanted to say that this is, it's like in this time, I just want to lean in because the grief isn't making me angry and it's not making me angry with you. I just feel so much like I want to just lean in because I, because leaning in is going to lead to hope and possibilities and knowing that you and I are strong together and we can parent Neo. If Neo's our only kid, we can do that. And we can, we can move forward with another egg retrieval and we can do that. It's just, it's for me, something about this loss is it's like, okay, how do Marisol and Adam as a couple navigate this? I don't know. It's not exciting. I don't want to be navigating this. I don't want to be an expert in all this shit. How do we do that? And and I feel so confident in us. So then it's a, it's a total curveball. You know, you were talking the other day, you're like, I'm, this feels different. I feel like there's real, this, like I've really opened up some. Yeah. The fact that I've made the smoking on the podcast is, I mean, that, <laughs> that is different. I know that, you know, that is different. I, it's so hard. It, it's just, 
there's such a clash of things that happen. On one hand, like, as I was saying earlier, like, I have to be, I have support networks and I need to tap into those and I am tapping into those now. I also need to be, because of how I often self-talk to myself, I also have to be very, very, very cognizant to not fall into a hole and I have to be my own personal supporter and cheerleader. And at the same time, like, I have to hold myself accountable and I have to be accountable to you. I want to know how to move forward with you, you know, after some time. And every emotion, every desire that I have feels like it's in conflict with something else. Like, progress is in conflict with acknowledgement. Acknowledgement is in conflict with, like, supporting myself or coming together. It's so much to hold. And and then I'm also holding, in this specific instance around that day that I left for Germany, like I'm also holding all the responsibility of that. And that is important for me to hold that and like the ownership of that. And that is important for me to hold that. Then there's this deeply rootedness of it where there has been a theme of this like around smoking for years and years and years in my life that I'm also holding. It is just so incredibly heavy, and I I don't know how to explain it other than it feels like every step in any direction is in conflict with something else that feels important. So I want to bring that back to the grief because I just think that crazy things happen in grief. When people talk about grieving, I listen to people as they're supporting others in their grief. And it feels in your mind, it feels like, oh, this thing is happening. And then all of a sudden, somebody will reflect back like, yeah, you're experiencing a ton of grief. Of course that's happening. And it is it expands my mind as to how hard grief is on the individual and the mind. It takes up a lot of space. Grief is you're sad about something that you lost, that you loved. Those two things don't feel right. Losing something you love does not feel right in the body. It feels, and maybe this isn't true across cultures. Yeah, but it's also, that's why it starts with like shock and denial and, you know, all those things and then anger and bargaining and all of those pieces because you're just like, no. I mean, I can't tell you how many times after the baby I said no. And it is really in conflict. So it makes sense to me that you're also in conflict. I don't, I don't feel in my life right now like I have a lot of direction. And which is funny, that's the card I pulled was direction. Yeah, this morning. You know, what's coming up for me is like, it's just so emotional how intertwined it all is. Like when when I returned home and we had a couple days of, you know, and we're still in it, but like we had a couple days of really, really intense, hard conversations. Like at one point I like broke down in that. And, you know, the thing that made me broke down, it wasn't, I mean, it was, everything of course but it was I I started like talking about my mom do you remember that and I like Mm -hmm. I like needed to go to another room for a little bit and just literally bawl my eyes out yeah I mean it's just like it's all like I'm not going to say it all makes sense but like I see the connections between all of it between like my mom her death my internal talk, my love of myself, how that, the, you know, the everything, the baby, the, the lying to you, you know, the whole thing, it's all so interconnected. Yeah. I mean, it just, that just came up for me when you were talking. 
you know, there's one thing I've heard is one one grief brings up all griefs, but I just I I mean, you got all the sayings, girl. Sorry. I had a lot of people who are wise in my life. You got you know? a lot of wisdom. I mean, that's something that a friend of mine says all the time. You know, it's just, I got support. I got good support systems who have a lot of life experience and who are willing to talk openly about it. I think that's the only thing I can say as to where all this comes from is honest, hard conversations. And so that's one way of putting it. And then the other is just, it is a ripple effect. Your mom's death was so complicated and was such an extended process and I mean by extended we're talking decades that it doesn't surprise me that less than a year later everything is unfolding like everything is kind of coming apart only to be done again differently you know I don't know how to say it other than that's what I experience with people yeah I mean it's crazy this time last year I was watching like summer Kentucky basketball with her it's wild told you fucking saddest podcast i know i was gonna say that earlier but i was like let him get his thoughts out first. let him get sad first <laughs> let him be sad and then we can remind everybody that we're the well i i'm so grateful ever. i'm so grateful for our podcast i'll just say that I'm grateful for this i'm so grateful for all of our listeners you know i, I it's hard for me to like encapsulate this in in all in words yeah. but it it is profound that that we're here sharing all this uh-huh. on a, in a public space. I do too. I do too. I think a lot of people don't do that, and I think that we haven't done that. For as honest and everything we've been, it's there's there's know. always stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there can't be any more stuff. <laughs> to be clear, I think I've been pretty clear about. You've been that. pretty clear about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know all the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know all the stuff. Yeah. I mean, you got a good joke or something like no. You no. drew the direction card. I oh yeah, I you, drew the laughter. I know, card but you the laughter card was two things. One, you know, laughter is medicine, and it was interesting. I mean, I know you heard it that the that bow 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 boo bow bow made a joke at it, it when Demeter lost their daughter and it was like wow but it was but then at the bottom it was like using using, laughter to 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 cover cover up pain that's what a joke that's what a joke right now would be yeah no i agree okay i think the way i took that card was um and for those that don't you know aren't following we're just drawing like an cards out of an oracle deck to you know help aid us in understanding the moment you know i think one thing i drew out of that card was just you know to be in the moment to continue to to be that way but to not to not wallow in sadness mm-hmm. not that there's not of course remorse and i or, or or all of all of the grief that is sitting with it but just to not wallow in sadness because um i know like it i have to be you know my best self mm-hmm. and so you know Hel- healthy laughter too though healthy laughter yeah okay yeah. I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.